everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Denise Show. I'm Kathleen O'Toole, and this is Dr. Denise's special carve-out series called On Staying Sane, because we love to try our best to do that, right, Dr. Denise? Oh, my goodness. When I think about it, right as you were bringing in the show, co-host Kathleen, I was thinking our last show we did was on Reverent Relationships Rock, and I actually have tears of humility and gratitude because you just held space for me before we're recording this. So everyone, it's really neat to be in this moment and just say thank you. So thank you, Kath. So what you're welcome. So what we wanted to talk about today is feeling stuck, feeling trapped. And, you know, there's many, many ways so we can feel this way, right? It could be that it's the time of the year. It's February. And so many of us are tr- stuck in our homes, trapped in our homes. It's it's miserable outside. That sunshine we're craving, we can't get. We're dreaming of a tropical vacation. We're stuck. Perhaps it's a situation with your job where, boy, you'd really like something different that enlightens you more, but you can't. You, for this, this, and that reason, you can't leave your career. It could be a relationship. Denise, Dr. Denise, there's many ways that your patients come to you and they feel trapped. Yes. And also there's times when I've experienced these feeling states. I think sometimes we we go to professionals and we look at them as the authorities, but I think that humility and vulnerability. So yes, I what you're saying, the feeling stuck, feeling trapped, um, honoring your mood states when, but I have to tell you the secret, one of the secret sauces is when you're in the moment of right now, reminding yourself that every feeling state is actually energy. And the word stuck and the word trapped, when we say those words, those carry a vibrational frequency. So Mm -hmm. it's okay to say, I'm feeling stuck, I'm feeling trapped, I'm feeling this, because sometimes you really are. So one of the most important things we can do when we're trying to stay sane on planet Earth is acknowledge that we are having the human experience. Every feeling you have is valid. But then you have to have your own set of tools in your own toolbox to get yourself from maybe that stuck state. So there's moments for all of us throughout our day that are crisis, stabilization, and thrive moments. And even reframing and moving away from the word stuck and moving away from the uh, feeling trapped we can, if you want, I know you, we want to do specific examples, but it's very important, everyone, that you pay attention and honor all your feelings, all your words, but realize you have more power than you know. You can shift your word state. You can shift with healthy tools and every unique situation, whether it's personally, professionally, or in business, is an opportunity to get unstuck. But sometimes you have to realize it's okay to feel stuck. It's okay to feel trapped. But then what you do with that and how you do it with your own unique neurostyle is the game changer. So, uh, you, you know, you're so good. You're like already focusing in on the solution, right? <laughs> 
And I guess we've identified the problem, but I wanted to dig a little deeper into that, that, uh, the problem itself, because, you know, we, we, you said that you can feel this way. I know that your patients can feel this way, trapped, stuck, um, uh, careers, relationships, you know, we can even get stuck in a way that we handle our emotions, or we can get stuck in emotion, in an emotion, or we can get stuck in how we handle a crisis when it's not necessarily the the path to making us feel better. Can you dig deep into that for me? Yes. I'm wondering if you want to give me an example to, because I have some examples, but can you ask me a question so that we can break it down for people so it's not so academic or? Well, that's what I'm getting at. Okay. So, so for instance, a patient or someone, you know, who this particular problem arises, right? I'm asking you to identify the situation. Okay. So where a a problem arises and then they fall into the rote way that they handle it. And it's not, it, it basically takes them back in a full circle and they don't get up out of their hole. Okay. So I'm going to give scenarios and I'm going to give different um, therapy and Western medicine and other holistic ways to get out of it. Love and it. I know that this person, I'm not going to say their name and I'm sure. not going to give too much information, but it's a huge success story. Huge. Like make me put my hand on my heart. And this is a situation where someone has longstanding, this is um, someone um, in my practice that does want to be on the show at some point that, and I'm not going to even say their gender, that they, they have wanted to have this professional accolade for years. I've known them for over 20 years. They have processing issues. They were diagnosed with ADHD, um, have family history of mood, depression, and they got pummeled in 2022, meaning they lost a family member, which they knew they were going to lose a family member. But for all of us, if we lose a parent, there's this normal emotion of grief. So they were in this crucial time where they finished their professional school and they had to pass an exam. And that was one of their biggest troubles in school, these standardized tests, passing the exams. So even though this soul had overcome their learning issues, finding their passion, just really coming into their own right at the exact time they were having troubles passing an exam professionally is when a relative passed away. Okay. So it was huge time of feeling stuck, feeling trapped that they could not get to that next level. They had to pass this exam in order to be able to get a job. And they got super depressed. They got sad. They like, it was very dire straits. So in that moment, I held sacred space for not only the therapy of listening, but then for everyone out there, there is a type of changing your mindset, no matter what your genetic background is, there's something called dialectical behavioral therapy, as well as cognitive behavioral therapy. And I'd been telling this individual for years. And by the way, I believe that dialectical behavioral therapy and um, cognitive behavioral therapy should be integrated into all of our school systems in the world. Because it's like when you think about meditation and being calm and calming your mind is such an amazing tool in the toolbox. Having sticky thoughts 
mm-hmm. or getting stuck thoughts can happen to all of us, whether we have a diagnosis or not. I think so, there's a program for little kids where they teach them um, something like they, I forget, forgive me for the creators of the program that I can't easily come up with the name, but it, it teaches them about glass man who falls apart when there's a problem. And there's like somebody like sticky man or something like this, like glue man, where they get stuck on the, uh, and I'll look it up and I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but it's to teach little kids about the different ways to, to process problems. And there's a sticky guy. So I just thought that that, that was great imagery. Yes. And so what I want to just say, so I raise this to the highest level of academia, then go back to this real life example, is that dialectical behavior is an evidence-based psychotherapy that you that started for treating personality disorder and interpersonal conflicts, but it's basically helpful in mood disorder, suicidal ideation, and changing any behavior, self-harm and substance. But I like to take, as everyone knows, a wellness approach, not an illness approach. Mm -hmm. Why not front load with all these amazing behavioral tools in the toolbox? So with this particular individual, I can tell you right now, fast forward, because I want to make sure you get to, we get to talk. They called me a week ago. Not only had they passed their exam. It took some time, but they did enroll in this incredible program and said, thank you so much. I know I was resistant to do this type of therapy, but it's changed my life. The way I think of everything, the way I'm not stuck anymore, the way I have coping strategies. So it's like being mindful in the moment of now, but then paying attention to the words, thoughts, and actions you do so that you get unstuck. Now they just landed themselves a job. They're so happy, so grateful. And for them, because in my practice of psychiatry, I bridge Western, Eastern, what I call universal, uh, this individual's found their own stronger faith through, and by the way, that we have this discussion. I always let people ignite their own perception, not mine. And this faith of something bigger than me also helps. So many tools in the toolbox for this individual to get unstuck. Wow. That's and they have wonderful. a new job, by the way. They called me and they have the most exceptional first job that they could ever have on the planet and something that they now love. And they called me and said, I want to, when you start filming, I want to be filmed. I'm one of your success mm-hmm. stories. But but the bottom line is, is it's still okay to, I don't want people, I want you to give me other examples, but like, it's okay because I just want everyone to know it's part of, I've learned that when we're in our suffering and we are feeling sad or we are feeling stuck that we can, that's an, um, we have more energy than ever during our crisis moments to have the power of change. So I think the other thing to remember is even when you are in your saddest moment, you can use that energy, identify it, like take the words, I'm feeling sad, allow yourself to feel sad, maybe set a timer. I'm going to let you, I can give you more tools, but I want to make sure you can respond to the first example before I start giving more tools. No, I mean, the first example is wonderful. Uh, it, it's fantastic. So the, that person was stuck in the, like, oh, I'll tell you what they were stuck. Yeah, I mean, because I, I know I'm all never, the here's the they had trouble uh, taking the exam, well, the standardized test, but like, let me do deeper dive on their thoughts. Okay, here we go. This is, and this is something that <clears throat> I challenge everyone listening to think of your own time when you might have felt stuck or trapped. 
and we'll broaden this out to other examples. I'm never going to pass the exam. I'm a loser. I have learning issues. How am I ever going to do this? How am I ever going to do this profession? I suck. Mm -hmm. I'm depressed. Why does it take me longer than everyone else? Why do I have to pay for all these therapy appointments? Why do I have to do dialectical? Why do I have to get a tutor? Oh my God, I'm draining my my parents' resources. Why does everyone else in my professional class pass the exam? Like they passed it, you know, not all of them, but most of them. So what I'm hearing is a lot of negative self-talk. Super negative and catastrophic. But but remember, they're already having learning issues. They already had mood issues and then they have grief. So it's like, there's something called a double depression where you have major depression and low grade depression, but then add grief on it. And you're almost like, that's like natural episodal depression, right? Yes. You're supposed to feel sad when someone, well, supposed to is not the right word, but it is very natural or it can be quite typical to feel sad. I know my thoughts and words carry a lot of, well, I'm very careful with you, but yeah, you're supposed to feel sad. That's how the rest of us would say it, but it's, it's, it's typical to feel sad when someone dies. But if you have the, um, you know, major depression, the, the low grade depression, and then the episodal depression, it's like a perfect storm. 1000%. So I thought that was an incredible layered example of. Here's an example. Like, um, yes, it is. So now I get this person was stuck in the negative self talk. I have a real important thing to tell you, though, about this, everyone. So when you're in that stuck place, and you maybe you haven't put picked up the call or you don't have therapy or you don't have dialectical or you don't have someone financially helping you i think it's gratitude i will always say is such a high vibrational frequency that can be used in any situation to climb out of the stuck so starting with like i remember this individual say i have food we would be like i'm like i tell people if you have food shelter, clothing, and a sense of purpose. Now he didn't have the sense of purpose, but he had food, shelter, clothing. And then we were talking about like, almost like when you just said about that sticky man, or I think about when Humpty Dumpty falls off the wall and breaks, when sometimes Mm -hmm. we feel like we're just fragmented. How do Mm -hmm. we pull ourselves together to have the glue to even have the energy when we're feeling that stuck or sad? And it's like a moment to moment inner peace. And I use gratitude for everything going right, but I still let myself, I've gotten used to allowing myself to have my sad moments or my, I, I, cause I used to just let the feeling would come and I'd bounce off it too quickly, but I learned to just also not like savor the sadness or savor, but look at it through kinder eyes. I look at myself sometimes I'm here as an adult, but you can look at yourself, everyone, as you're like with compassion how would I be my best friend to myself right now? Right. How, or if you know, I was a child, how would I treat myself? Yes. And then some of the most common questions when someone's feeling that stuck in anything, sometimes people forget to eat. Sometimes mm-hmm. people forget to do their self-care. Sometimes people forget you're so overwhelmed when you've had a trauma or you're stuck. It's like, I've talked to people even that are very high functioning. You could have one traumatic event happen that day, even though your life is great, but it like pummeled you. You could, you could like read an article. You could hear that a friend had fraud or a friend has illness 
And if your neurostyle is highly empathic, you can even out of nowhere be like a deer in the headlights feeling stuck or trapped. There's so many ways where you can experience this feeling state. And the tools are usually kind of universal to move away from stuck. So one of the tools um, that I've already, you've given us so many already, but like as we, as we look at them, one of the major tools that worked with this person and you're your person is a perfect example because so many of us uh, deal with that negative self-talk and, yes. and that can, you can really get stuck in that morass. So gratitude was the, was one of the things that you said can really work like, you know, with, with your patient food, shelter, clothing, no purpose, but that's um, so gratitude is a Dr. Denise prescription. And it doesn't have to be for the major things. Like I'm so grateful that, um, you know, I have uh, this child. It can, I've done some reading. They say sometimes finding the gratitude in the tiny things. Yes. Can really help your day-to-day life. Yes. I have more tools on that note. So I'm just taking a deep breath, everyone. Just, okay. So. In the moment of now, I say things and I help people to say, this is the only moment I have. And even being grateful to be alive. And that's tricky if someone's having depression or suicidality. But if you're not, just being grateful that you're still here. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of people, we'd have no idea. I, I call it the earth costume now. Because I believe that we all are energy beings. And I know we come in different sizes, shapes, colors. But we have no idea how long our earth costume is going to last. So I've also been living the life and helping people in my practice to do their own life reviews. And I've been recently doing my my own, like deeper healing. And one thing when you're in that moment, if you can't access gratitude, I had the same individual I just gave as an example, look at the time in their professional field where they loved what they were doing. Cause I followed them through their graduate school, knowing how good they are at this. So even if they weren't getting that test done, I was having them go back in time to a moment where they were thriving, where they were having success. So when we create mental imprints of the past success and we envision getting out of this crisis or stuck, we're already starting to elevate and imagine hope, imagine a time when we weren't feeling this way. Because sometimes we're so, we literally feel like the weight of the world's on us. And we, we have to be okay that we have that. We have to, to climb up the ladder with many tools. I love the visual of the ladder too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I actually had that person go back because I had remembered a time when they said, I love this profession. I'm so good at it. I found it. I, every, all of my hardship, all of my tough things to get to this is worth it. And mm-hmm. I remember the exact day they had the most joy. And that, so we use like a past memory of joy and happiness and hope mm-hmm. to walk yourself out of something tough. Mm. You don't know. You have no idea. I, I I don't know how it is for everyone out there, but I think we're as a collective, we're getting more close, but we're also more far away from one another. What I mean is pay attention if someone pops into your awareness, like I pay attention. That's why I, we can talk about other strategies 
to be more in the moment. But sometimes that little call that you give to someone or that little hello, or if you know someone just lost their job, or if you know someone just lost a family member and you want to be compassionate, but you don't want to be pushy, these little tiny times where you say, hey, I'm thinking of you, you never know if there's a time when someone's feeling sad or depressed or stuck, that your mm-hmm. little burst of energy could bring mm-hmm. absolute hope to someone. That also, so this this idea that we're not alone and these small acts of kindness, we have no idea the ripple effect of how we can actually be part of someone's getting unstuck, part of someone's not feeling trapped. These little moments are like golden pearls. And I, I wish for humanity this, this idea that it all matters. Like, so I'm going to shush myself now and let you respond. Well, wait, the idea of, that was a big one. Then you, then you just cut off this idea for humanity that this all matters. Keep going. Okay. So for instance, for my neuro style, when I've been trying to keep up with world events, um, with what's continuing to go on in Ukraine and Russia, I, I personally do a dive into um, President Zelensky's feed because he's got such motivating words. Mm. I've been so motivated and I do my own form of prayer where I put my hand on my heart and I'm sending Ukraine or sending love. But now I've started to, and I haven't done it every day this week, but I did it three days this week. I put a very positive um, frame in the comments and then I put an as if comment for humanity. And for my neuro style, it felt like, mean, I, I'm sorry, what do you mean? An as like, if? I put glory to Ukraine period with their flag. And then I put may Ukraine and all world leaders come together for freedom and safety. So I put like a specific thing for Ukraine, but then I imagine greater peace in the whole world. So it okay. wasn't as like delineated and like black, like, this or that. It was like, because there's so much suffering going on. I use that opportunity to be specific about Ukraine, but I was imagining peace and comfort and love to anyone that's suffering, whether it be for violence, war, rape, my patients that day, myself feeling sad about something. So what I do is I have like a specific in the moment of now love that I send to someone. And Mm -hmm. then I even did this in a business meeting this week. I literally went through each person's name before I ended the meeting. This is something new. And I said their name and I like elevated seeing them having success. So that, cause it, for me, I feel more hopeful when I'm putting that vibration out into the universe. And then it's also a modeling to others that these little small things of words and belief really carry us through some tough times. So, you mentioned about um, the, hey, I'm thinking of you and we're not alone and the small acts of kindness. I wanted to have a brief discussion about being stuck is because I don't know if that's something one can lift someone else out of, right? No, it was just another tool of remembering how powerful your kindness is because you don't know what someone else is suffering. So we can go back to the actual suffering, but I wanted to also give people a sense of empowerment because you might know someone that is stuck or going through strife 
and you could feel powerless yourself. You could almost feel powerless and stuck. And how do I help them? Right. And I was just saying that words, That's thoughts, and actions. a frustrating place to be, right? You, Correct. You really want this person to get unstuck from their, from their circular thinking, from their depression, from whatever their, you know, albatrosses, but you really, that's their, that's what they have to do. Yes. Yes. But I think we all can get inspired by one another. I think when we're more vulnerable, which I've noticed humanity these days, ever since the pandemic, I think people have had more permission to talk about their mental health, more permission to talk about their immune system, more permission to talk about what it was like, because we had this group situation of lockdown where we all as one humanity went through our own levels and layers of trauma and awareness of the things we didn't like about it. Some people love not seeing other people. So I think there's new game changers in how deep and vulnerable people go. I feel like that's a very positive thing that we can even have these deeper discussions and it's more normalized. You know, 15 years ago, these conversations of people would have said, what? I mean, they're not, this is like the new norm is being more aware of feelings, more aware of mental health. But a lot of people don't know how to get, get the help or get out of it. That's the biggest problem. That's why we see so much increased depression, substance use, violence, People know about it, but they don't have these tools. Wow. Yeah. The tools are so, you know, when we look at them, gratitude, life reviews, um, imagining that time when, when you were feeling joy, uh, what else, what else has worked for you or worked for people who you've helped? Well, I have another example of a different feeling of feeling stuck or feeling like low energy because we're kind of there's like this is like its own master class. I mean, you and I could do an entire season on all the different like ways yeah. and flavors of stuckness. Yeah. <laughs> we could, and maybe you'll be like, okay, I thought of one other thing. We'll do a part two, like or part three, four. So I think the other thing that I talked about um in another series, the Embrace Your Neuro Style and Beyond with G. Beverly Bergman was being in, in, in integrity and what's called empath overload. So I want to just shift to a feeling state. If you are someone whose sensory awareness is highly attuned to other people's energy fields, there's some days where you could feel like you're shot with molasses and almost like you can have one day where you're very energetic and getting so much done and I mean, by the way, everyone, for the record, I am an adult and child integrative psychiatrist. So from the Western medicine standpoint, some people might say, well, do they have cyclothymia? Do they have bipolar? Do they have, and I believe all of these possibilities exist at once, but the feeling state of caring so much about the world <laughs> or you, you talk to a friend and you're such a, I call it being a love bug. If you're such a love bug, and you hear about someone else's sadness or strife, sometimes people can feel a little bit stuck because their energy gets zapped right away. And maybe in a moment of a full day where you still end up going to work or going to school, you could have 20 minutes where you almost feel like paralyzed, where the emotions are so strong 
So I think that's one of the reasons why I am a proponent and I'm going to keep going. In fact, I need to do another show soon on Embrace Your Neurostyle and Beyond. When you know your own way you process and perceive things, oh, maybe I have a family history of generalized anxiety. Maybe I have bipolar. Maybe I have ADHD. If you identify your own neurostyle and in the moment of now, something comes at you like a trauma event, a world event, a friendship event, a power outage event, a snowstorm, um, a, a mass um, shooting. I mean, anything that just comes at us, we all have different ways we process our feelings. And some people that are highly empathic, it's almost like you take the, the rug from underneath someone and they got sucker punched. Hmm. So in that moment, they're feeling stuck. But then one of the things that I've talked about that's a very important tool in the toolbox always is asking yourself when you have a feeling state, who does this belong to? You can ask it three times. Who does this belong to? Who does this belong to? I've done this on shows very elevated with Jennifer Schaefer with when we, you and I and the team did the Ascension show series, but back to the tool in the toolbox. Sometimes you're having your feeling. And other times, if you ask, who does this belong to? You might think like, whoa, I'm feeling the weight of the world. So just by naming it to claim it in the moment of now, this is part of like cognitive reframing, dialectical behavioral therapy. When you actually are in the moment, like I had someone, can I give you a specific example without revealing? Sure. I had someone um, in the last few months share a really awful business thing that happened to them. And they knew something that had happened to me. And because I'm such what I call just to be fun and playful on this talk, a love bug, <laughs> I, I went in and listened and I was a great friend, but then I had a couple dreams that brought up my business situation. So then I was like so happy to be of service and in the space past my business situation that I could show up for them. But then I started having some feelings and I asked myself, who does this belong to? And I was having empathy from a distance. Mm -hmm. I went, that's why I'm, it's a little bit cold out. I haven't been able to swim for two days, but <clears throat> we can maybe at the end of this seat, this show, like I alchemized my feeling state of almost like being, I'm going to use dramatic terms to, for, for everyone to feel it, like paralyzed with compassion. Mm -hmm. I had so much compassion for this other individual. And this happens to me throughout the day with my patients or my son, his own sensory style. I was like paralyzed with compassion. Mm -hmm. So then I have to name it. Oh, you're being a love bug. Okay. You still need to do your life too. Like, <laughs> and then yeah. I do this like little, okay, should you light a candle? Should you go get something to eat? Should you go in the pool? Should you reach out to them? So I think, the feeling stuck or trapped comes in all different flavors, sizes, and you need to be remember you're not alone and there's lots of tools to move away from feeling stuck. Um, but you can use that energy of that feeling state for a momentum of change. I'll just say that again. You can use the energy of that feeling state for a momentum of change. And then you have to have your own unique tools in the toolbox to lift and elevate yourself away from that. Yeah. Anything else you want to add before we um, let everyone go? Yes. When we're in the most intense feeling state, the other thing you can do if you're able to access this 
is I have um, cards that I have, a bunch of cards, and I've known a lot of people going through their own versions of trauma. So I also, if you ever have like a little card you want to write someone and just put it out there into the universe, if you, that's another way to stay in the space of more gratitude so that when tough things on earth happen, it's almost like you're front loading by giving other people love. The more love you put out into the universe, it's a it's like a boomerang infinity sign that comes back to you. So the more little cute things you might want to do, and it doesn't have to cost a lot. These can be the nicest little phrases. You can send someone a meme. You can um, do all these nice things to, to help yourself stay above that really intense stuck place or depressed place or trapped place. Love it. Thank you as always, Dr. Denise. Thank you, Kathleen. I really appreciate the way you put me on the hot seat and I'm grateful to have these discussions with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks everyone. Have a great week. Thank you.